Hello and welcome to Words of Wisdom, a podcast dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the Book of Proverbs. Your host is Dr. Jerry Weirwool, who will share life-giving truth from Proverbs that will help us become wise and discerning. Wisdom is a journey, and we hope you will join us for this exciting adventure. Proverbs 15.30 says, Bright eyes make the heart glad, and a good report fattens the bones. In this proverb, the synonymous parallelism is doing something in the second line other than simply giving a restatement of the first line with different words. It is actually providing a completely different statement. Now, the two statements in the proverb are not entirely independent of each other, for they actually deal with a similar theme, and that theme is the beneficial effect of experiencing something positive. In the first line, it says, bright eyes has the effect of making the heart glad. And in the second line, a good report has the effect of fattening the bones. Both of these statements are giving cause and effect relationships that result from experiencing something positive, but each one is describing a different type of experience. The first line relates to observing something with your eyes, while the second line relates to hearing something with your ears. Let's talk in a little more detail about what each of these lines are saying. In the first line, the Hebrew words translated bright eyes literally mean the light of the eyes. Now, the first question we need to ask is, is this the person's own eyes? Or are these the eyes of someone else that the person looks at? Taking a clue from the second line that describes a parallel circumstance, a person is depicted as receiving a good report. Thus, it is likely that the bright eyes are also something perceived externally, and so refers to the eyes of another person. The next question we need to ask is, what does it mean to have bright eyes? Well, as I already mentioned, the literal rendering of this phrase from the Hebrew is the light of the eyes. The eyes are a synecdoche that refer to the person's entire countenance and facial expression. And so, for one's eyes and countenance to be bright, that is, to have light, means to express joy or excitement, or simply a warm and pleasant demeanor, reflecting their kindness and goodwill. In other words, Bright eyes connote a positive state of one's inner being. There is, however, a potential connection between both lines in the proverb where bright eyes are meant to depict part of the good countenance that one has when giving a good report. It may be indicative of the gleam and twinkle in one's eye that is a manifestation of their inner emotion coming from the delight they feel with regard to the good report they are about to deliver. Probably one of the most common features that we would associate with someone having bright eyes is a smile. Actually, we still use this metaphor today in modern English. For example, if you tell a child that you're going to stop at the store on the way home from school for ice cream and they get all excited and start smiling, we would say that their face lit right up. It means that the child became very happy and was quite pleased and eager about the thought of going to get ice cream. Now, the point of the proverb is not about how to get kids' faces to light up, but about the effects upon others when they see someone's face be bright. The effect upon us from observing the bright eyes of another is that it makes our heart glad. The enthusiasm beaming in the other person's exuberant expression or the blith and cheerful countenance in their eyes and face is encouraging, lifting up one's heart and bringing them comfort and assurance. Before we look at the second line of the proverb, I would like to give an illustration about the first one. And I would like to share a brief post from one individual on TheMighty.com, a website dedicated to creating a safe, supportive community for people facing health challenges and the people who care for them. 
This individual conveyed a story about her struggle with emotional health issues of depression and suicidal tendencies and how the bright eyes of one person made all the difference. Quote, I've often seen it said that if you're feeling low, to stand in front of a mirror and smile at yourself. Supposedly, the brain releases chemicals when you smile that will help counteract the blues. Personally, I haven't found standing in front of the mirror during the midst of a depressive episode to be particularly productive. But many others have said it helps them to feel more positive, and their forced smile becomes genuine. However, there is a day firmly in my memory, a day when a beaming smile from a stranger potentially changed the course of my own life. Several years ago, I was experiencing a particularly bad day, one that stood out as being worse than other bad days. I honestly can't remember why it was worse. Probably a buildup of emotion, but I remember feeling terribly lonely, invisible, worthless, unseen. I was distraught, feeling hopeless and very irrational. With the kids delivered safely to school, I was heading home and was unsure what I would do once I got there. I remember feeling deeply suicidal. It was a horrible drive home, tears rolling down my cheeks, feeling as though the world was speeding past me at warp speed, although I was plodding along at about 60 kilometers per hour. Then around a corner came a farmer bouncing along in a beat-up yellow utility vehicle. I recall his old farm dog hanging over the back, tongue hanging out, happy as anything with the wind blowing back in its fur. This farmer waved at me, his smile broad and genuine. He looked as happy as his old dog. In the split second our paths crossed on that country road, he looked into my eyes and warmed my heart. It seems silly to say it, but the loneliness and invisibility I had felt dissipated at that moment because someone had looked at me and smiled. A stranger and his happy dog, going about their day, had passed by me in a flash, but infected me with hope. The smile was contagious. It helped me more than words adequately can tell you, and I will always remember the feeling of it. It was a feeling I want to be able to share. When I'm driving alone in the country, I smile and wave to each driver who passes me by. When I go to the shops, I look people in the eyes and smile at them, even on the days when smiling takes all my energy, especially on those days. I have observed many times myself how the smile can transfer to them too, seen in the way their face relaxes. That is how I share the smile given to me on a day when I needed it the most, by someone who has no idea what a difference they made in my life. A simple smile is the most inexpensive, random act of kindness you can give. It could even change a life. It is extraordinary how something as simple as a smile, whereby we convey our bright eyes, can have such a profound impact on someone else. Just seeing a glimpse can change our entire demeanor and outlook in life. I would now like to return to the proverb and take a closer look at the second line, a good report fattens the bones. A good report is just another way of saying a good word. The Hebrew word translated report doesn't refer to some sort of analytical or technical document that someone writes up in order to explain something in detail or to precisely record something, which many people might think of when they hear the word, especially if they're a student. Rather, it simply refers to something that is announced or spoken. For example, a local news report is simply an announcement about recent events or happenings in your area in order to inform the listeners about what is going on in the community. 
Next, the phrase fattens the bones is a metaphor describing how bones become plump and full of marrow. Technically, it is the figure of speech hypocatastasis, where a word describes or implies a resemblance or comparison to something else. Here, the description of bones becoming fat doesn't literally mean that they enlarge. Fat bones implies a healthy and strong body. Furthermore, in the ancient culture, being fat didn't mean being severely overweight and obese. Instead, the description of fat denoted being healthy and well-nourished. And what was considered fat in their culture, we probably wouldn't even consider it close to being what we mean today when we use that word. So let's not get the wrong idea about what the proverb is saying by using our modern understanding of the word and cultural sensitivity to the idea. The next thing I want to mention is that the word bones is a synecdoche where bones are meant to represent the whole person, not just their skeleton. Such moist and lush bones convey vitality and physical and mental health, and they indicate abundance of life and personal contentment and joy, in contrast to dry or brittle bones, which signify sorrow, disease, and weakness. Thus, what the second line means is that a good or positive message, a good report, it brings life and vitality to the whole person. To illustrate this second part of the proverb, I'd like to share part of an article from The Atlantic Magazine on the experience of fire crew leader Lathan Johnson and his team when they got trapped in the Shoshone National Forest in Wyoming during the Little Venus Fire of July 2006. Quote, Johnson was overseeing a small group assigned to relieve another crew that was monitoring the fire several miles up a river valley. They got a late start and didn't hike up the river valley until the afternoon, the most dangerous time for a wildfire, when the sun is hot, relative humidity is low, and the winds are high. Johnson also knew a weather front would pass through sometime in the afternoon, which usually meant a shift in wind direction but spotty radio communication deep in the valley kept him from grasping the change in fire activity until he turned a corner on the trail and saw a massive black smoke plume several hundred yards up the canyon. The fire was coming for him and his crew, tearing through stands of bug-killed trees which spread the fire even faster. Johnson did a quick head count and came up one short. He didn't know that one of his firefighters had panicked and split off from the group a few minutes earlier. They didn't have time to look for her. They couldn't outrun the fire, and if they waited any longer to deploy, they might not have enough time to get under their shelters before the wall of flame washed over them. Between them and the fire was a 30-foot rock face, which would give some shelter from the heat and flame. We're going to deploy here, Johnson told the crew. For a moment, he saw their fear and disbelief, but then they set to work, reverting to procedures that they knew well from the annual training exercises. The familiar routine seemed calm to them, offering the illusion of control. Unzip the carrying case, pull out the shelter, and shake it open. Step into it, pull it over your head, and lie down with your face close to the ground, where the air is the cleanest and coolest. Use your elbows, knees, and feet to pin the shelter down against the winds created by the fire that might top 60 miles per hour. A minute or so after Johnson worked himself into his shelter, the first wave of heat and flame and noise swept over him. It lasted about five minutes. The shelters did their jobs well, deflecting most of the fire's radiant heat. He and the others left their shelters to put out some spot fires and to burn other areas of brush to better protect themselves. Another wave of fire was coming, and they knew it would last much longer. 
they covered themselves once more. Embers and chunks of debris rained down on Johnson's shelter. From inside, he tried to knock them off while constantly shifting his weight to keep his shelter edges pinned down. He heard nearby trees burst into flame with a whoosh. He tried to peek out of the shelter and smoke and hot air poured in. He thought about his year-old son, but mostly he thought about his missing crew member. How would he explain to her parents that he had let their daughter die? During the Little Venus fire, after the flames passed through Johnson's deployment site along the creek, the heat ebbed and the smoke cleared. 45 minutes after the second wave of fire hit them, the nine firefighters emerged from the shelters to find one another relatively unscathed with only a few minor burns. After emerging from their fire shelters, inbound helicopters were attempting to land but weren't able to. As the helicopters came in closer, Johnson recounts, we were able to start talking to them on air to ground. And during this conversation, the missing crew member's voice came across the air to ground frequency and we all let out a huge scream of relief. I can't imagine what was going through Johnson's mind for the 45 minutes while he was in the fire shelter. As he confessed, he was thinking that his lost teammate just got burned to death and he was going to have to tell her parents the horrible news. I bet Johnson's heart was in his stomach as the thought of his lost teammate weighed heavily on his mind. And so when they emerged and Johnson and his team heard their lost teammate's voice on the radio, I'm quite certain it was the greatest good report they could have ever hoped for. No one wants to have wait in suspense in order to hear a good word that will dissipate all built-up doubts and fear, such as wondering if your coworker is still alive. But that wonderful message that Johnson and his team finally received alleviated all their worries and restored to them life and vitality. So whether it is a smile or it is simply a bit of good news that we can share with someone else, the wisdom of the proverb is that sharing this positivity and joy with others has a profound life-giving effect. In our actions and with our words, we can make someone's heart glad and fatten their bones. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Words of Wisdom podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be so appreciative if you would share this podcast with your friends. And if you have been blessed by this work, please consider supporting the podcast by clicking on the donation link in the description.